Okay, listeners, I've got just one question. Are you ready? Come on, guys. I know we've been away for a couple of weeks. I know you're a little rusty at this. So I'll ask it again. Are you ready? For the two of us here in attendance, and the thousands listening around the globe, let's get ready to... Brothers but not by birth, family but not by DNA, Dave and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day. Talking to your ear holes about midi-chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. It's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. Hey, Adam. Heart my voice, everybody. Yes, Dave? Yes, <laughs> what time of year it is. Time for someone to burst out into random song, perhaps? I can sing. I can sing. Once again on this podcast, I can sing. Amanda doesn't want to hear it because she, I don't know if you heard that again. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So for those who don't know, I am the golden voice of the South. The human jukebox, which is no longer broken, Dave Adams, all the way from the top of the state of Alabama, Madison, Alabama. You are the phenomenal brother. That I am. From the House of Mouse, St. <laughs> Cloud, all the way in the middle of the state. How are you doing, man? Um, it's I sound a lot worse than I am. I'm actually doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Believe yeah, it I mean, or not, last night you were even worse by what I hear, and that's why we last didn't. Night was last different. night was different. Last night was a different kind of worse. Last night I felt worse. Today I sound worse. It's weird. So, yeah, it's going through its paces. Okay, okay. Well, you know, we've got a couple of big things to talk about in this episode. We do. Um, of course, but you know, by the title, we're calling it that time of year. When you use the title that time of year, what comes to your mind, Adam? Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. What did your family do at that time of year? Oh, I'm going to take every type of situation I get to sing. You know that, right? So we're just returning back to the way things were. No, because, I mean, I I, I paced myself last time. That's debatable. I did. I'd like to. I'd actually like to get a third opinion. You want to get a third opinion? I want to get a third opinion on that. 
Okay. Well, we're not just in two time zones on this episode. We're in three. We're in the Eastern. We're in the Central. And we're in the Mountain time zone. With Pappy. <laughs> Chris Papchek. All the way from Utah. 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 Well, Chris, we've, you know, if you saw everything that I tweeted about and texted about on January 1st, that we'd have a very special guest. Chris, before we we let you do anything, we'll let you go ahead and say why you're on the show. Oh, I just, I need to come in and, oh, and hello all fans of the Unrelated at Birth podcast i just wanted to let you know that alabama is the epitome of college football and michigan is 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 trash and um it hurts to say it but sometimes you just have to to let out the truth and alabama is king and they are the champions of the citrus bowl <sighs> and, and, and are the champions? Of, <laughs> are the champions of Jim Harbaugh? Is Jim Harbaugh trash? Is uh, are are the you know, maize and blue trash? Or I, are, will, I will not denounce Michigan as a premier program. They are still an elite school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, are you okay, right. Dave? Are you catching this from me? As much as you, are you okay? Yeah, yeah that's fine. <clears throat> School-wise, they are one of the best in the country. Hey, how bad did they, how bad did they lose to Ohio State? Okay, we understand. We have this like we're in a funk. Okay, with Ohio State, it is brutal to watch. I have high hopes every year. I'm thinking, He's oh, Ohio, he, high hopes. There it is. I said He's that. <laughs> that's for you. Hope. He's having. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one more, Chris. <laughs> I almost broke pie one more song. In the pie apple sky. So, oh my god! I I am really. I was really hopeful this year with the Ohio State rookie coach. You know, Harbaugh's finally got in. You know, all of his recruits, and we're gonna see. You know, it's gonna be. You know, we got a we got a fighting chance, and in Ohio State's probably got one of the best teams they ever assembled. No, granted, they didn't. They they I think they got screwed over getting set up with uh, with uh, Clemson in the semifinal. There, who'd you rather like, set them up with? Oh, it, they should. They they got purposely dropped down to number two. There was no reason for them to drop to number one, or drop from number one. Uh, oh, handling Michigan a, a huge loss, and I think it was only because they didn't fully dominate Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship. They still won. Typical uh, Wisconsin, typical Big Ten whining. Yeah. Well, okay. Wow. Whatever. SEC whiners. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know that we have much to say about that this world. year. <laughs> we are the greatest so, conference in the world. I, I mean, I want to. I Granted, I feel like LSU had a really has a really good team this year. Ohio State has a really good team as well. I just I was surprised honestly I really felt like Ohio State was kind of like on the downslope and in fact you know they still rose to the top um so for me to think that Michigan was actually going to go in and have a chance against them or heck even against Alabama I mean for a second for a second yeah I mean obviously what we led at the half right so yeah. you know yeah. there was a good there was a good fighting chance um 
I, I could even go into my Lions, where they led probably 15 of the 16 games they played. They had the lead in, in the game at any one point, and they were still only 3-11-1. Yeah, that was really sad. 3-12-1. So, that was sad. Football was really sad for me this year, okay? <laughs> All right. But two guys like us that, <clears throat> after one year, want to kick the defensive coordinator to the curb. How much rope does Jim Harbaugh have left in the Michigan fan base? It's it's oh, goodness, you know. I've seen it both ways, where it's like, who else are they going to put in there? He's there for life. He's got it. You know, he'll only stay as long as he wants to. And at the same time, how long do we give him? You know, we had last two coaches with Rich Rod and Brady Hoke. You know, they each got four years, and you know, they brought in their own recruits. And I, it, it's unfortunate that what Lloyd Carr was there for twenty. Ever. Yeah, Lloyd, I mean, he was there. I mean, he was under Bo Schimblecker, right? Right. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, so you know, the dynasty was there. I mean, they won the championship in '97. Shared championship. Excuse me. We want to be specific. Whatever. But like, honestly, Michigan is still considered the winningest program of all time. I mean, we're we're going way back. You have to go from the beginning. But it's unfortunate that this program, as elite as they are, has not been top tier as these other programs like. Clemson and Alabama and you know Georgia, Ohio State. You know these these teams have just shown up in the last twenty years. And heck, Michigan whoa, 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 can't whoa, whoa, even. Whoa, 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 whoa! Alabama has not just shown up in the last twenty years. Alabama has been college football. So I want you to take that back. Don't put Alabama in that bracket. They showed up to play and they won. That's simple as that. Yes, in the past 13 okay. years when Nicholas J. Saban was our head coach. And I have to admit, the lights on, in the Alabama State, what is the stadium oh, called? Bright Rising Stadium. Uh, it is. I, I, that video that you show, oh, my gosh. I showed that to everyone. And I have, I have a few Alabama fans I work with. They were like, oh, wow, that is absolutely glorious. You know, in the, in the big house, it's only been playing under the lights for the last – Eight seasons. 2011 against Notre Dame was the first night game ever. Was um, it really? I, I have the po- I have a big framed picture of that game. So, yes. Yes, wow. <laughs> it was. Um, uh, ironically enough, too, Jim Harbaugh, who was supposed to be the savior of the Michigan program, his first game as coach as Michigan was actually here in Utah, uh, and he lost. Did Should you go to that game? I, I wanted to, but the minimum price for tickets was $200. So, <laughs> yep. Wow. Yep, exactly. So uh, I um, I watched it from Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, watched my team Ooh, lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So oh, I, the thing was, it was an important meeting I had at that. I was at the point that I was building my house and I built met, met our builder. So that was a pretty good. Uh, that was a good night, except for the fact that my team lost, and it was yeah. the kind of like the extent of what what we're experiencing for the last five years for the Michigan football program. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I, I can't say uh, I have the same experience as you with the excitement and joy of many a championships under the glorious Nick Saban and the Alabama program, bringing you many a many a good seasons and happiness. It just yeah, but uh, man, when you lose two games, it's just painful. It's you, that's the problem with college football today. It's just like <laughs> if you lose it in the wrong time frame, yep, it's yep. you're done. You lose it. Then again, don't schedule. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing about your Alabama program. Don't schedule that easy game at the end of the season. Like, come on, you should be it won't strictly. Be next year. 
strictly conference games all the way to the end. Like who I who agree. is who is Southern Alabama Methodist? I don't know. I'm just making up a team. I'm just assuming that's somebody you play, but like <laughs> Southern <laughs> Alabama Methodist is the equivalent of half of the Big Ten. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Where college football started, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Now, <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that was your sideline warning tribute. Uh, Adam, do you have the sideline warning music you could play there behind Chris where he's talking about Michigan? Possibly. We'll see what we can do. But I want to go okay. back to where it all started. I want my third opinion. Okay. Do, is Are we returning back in your mind? Dave's already sung, what, three times? <clears throat> Five or six if you, include pre, like if you include like the pre-show? Yeah. Five or six times. Is that a return to normalcy or is Dave milking it for all it's worth? I, I think it's the new year. He's got to, he's got to like, he's had some time away. He has to be able to like fill in the gap and make up for lost time. You know, he found himself lost in the woods. So he needs to get himself out. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that was too easy, Chris. That was too easy. <laughs> it's one of my new favorite songs. All right. I have to. Okay. <laughs> I'm lost in the woods. <laughs> oh, Adam, you're going to hate Chris being on the show, aren't you? No, of course not. Well, All just you're think doing if I actually won, yourself. if I took over the whole thing, I would just be making Dave sing the whole time. <laughs> no, because if you won, I wouldn't even be on the show. It would be you and Adam. I'd just be sitting here silent. Oh, That wouldn't happen. No, I couldn't. <laughs> Okay, I need some. I need some Dave Adams banter. I think. I think Dave just feels like all is found. Um, I think it's true that some things never change, and maybe when Dave is older, he'll do the next right thing. It's old. <laughs> wow! How long did it take you to come up with that sentence? With all the time? I googled it while you guys were laughing. I mean, that was it. <laughs> Wow. This is yeah. the, the, the one unrelated to birth episode that never really happened. The So there were no. originally... It happened. It was episode four, wasn't it? Yeah, where I was the new hope. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We entitled it New Hope. Um, but something went wrong before we went to Squadcast. Something went wrong where, like... It didn't record the whole last part of my segment. And I was laughing for like 45 minutes straight, it felt like. <laughs> but it was all just, we couldn't use it. And it sucked because that was, was it the first episode or was it the fourth episode? It was the fourth episode. Four. Yeah, that's right. We were going to do A New Hope. Yep. Chris Papchek, A New Hope. Yeah, that was that was the title. Dadgummit. The escape room worked, though. That was good. That's All right. We had to do. All right. So let's backtrack. <clears throat> what did your family do at that time of year? You haven't heard from us since Rise of Scott Skywalker spoiler episode. Sky Skywalker. Skywalker. I don't know what happened. I'm getting over that little crud <clears throat> too, and it sits in my nose now. And so it's Skywalker. Skywalker. Uh, anyway, so New Year's and Christmas. Did everybody have a good Christmas and New Year? Oh, yeah. Chris, you're still getting snow from this crap. Well, 
that's the point. Uh, that's what you get for being in uh, what? Gosh, five thousand foot elevation. You know, we're oh. we're in a desert, but yet we get lots of snow. The best snow in the world, I guess they tout. No, the best snow in the world's in Colorado. Have you been to Utah? No. It's very pretty. I've flown into Utah, but then I flew right back out of it. You know how pretty this snow is? I'm going to let you know how pretty this snow is. How pretty is this? Hey, your door's opening. I Hi, Angel. Oh, 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 we're doing a sh- Oh, we're doing a shot. Oh, oh, cheers. Angel, what is that? What do we got? Basil Hayden. Oh, that's 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 a good one. Oh, it's her bay, her bay, Jack. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm getting a refill. Sorry, for sorry for the interruption, everyone. <laughs> I I've got. Yeah, you know, she doesn't even talk. <clears throat> she knows we're recording, so why doesn't she talk to us? Oh, she was just trying to be polite. What is it with anyway? What with our wives? They're just polite. Yeah. Well, because uh, Amanda does the same thing, and when Blair walks into Adam, she's just like, "Hi," and it's really quiet. We're trying to talk to him and include him into the show. Amanda oh, included herself <gasps> in the show already. We need one more person <clears throat> with a wife with a B name, and then we could have Abba as wives. Oh my gosh! We could anyway. Just missing one B. Yeah. <laughs> Come I mean, on, we can could. you see? Can you sing some Dancing Queen, Dave? <laughs> See that scene? He is a dancing queen. <laughs> you brought it on yourself. You asked for it. Okay. Oh my goodness. You run. You like the tuna here. What is that, at? Chris? Where is that from? I like the tuna here. You like the oh the tune. No, okay, no, no. no, do you? Really? I don't know that one. Fast and Furious. Oh. Paul Walker. I'm not a huge fan of that series. My wife uh, is. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so that time of year. Here. Oh, Angel says hi. Hi, Angel. Okay, hey. say hello. <laughs> that time of year. So mm. you haven't been on the, this show in a while, Chris. Actually, you haven't been on this show. So, what technically does your family have any traditions that you do for Christmas or New Year that that you would think is different from other people? Yeah, so um you know, I'm a veteran. I spent 6 years in the military. I was stationed out in Vegas. Thank you for I your service. Not, <laughs> thanks. I have not been home in the last Let's see what what year are we in? We're in ooh, goodness. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. I haven't been home for Christmas in over 12 years. Was this your first Christmas home? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I mean, I haven't been in Michigan. Okay. Michigan. Obviously I'm from Michigan. I'm a Michigan yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. Um I have created my own traditions over these past this past over this past decade with you know the family I've built and um Obviously, that's come through changes with moves and things like that. So now coming to Utah, our tradition is um, we host Christmas Eve for and, – and I still I still work with the military. So we have a lot of military friends, and they don't have family here. And we invite a lot of them over, and we host a Christmas Eve dinner. 
And so this year I roasted a turkey and did ham. And I do that every year, make a bunch of sides, have everyone bring over in a big um, potluck. And then we do a white elephant gift exchange with every, with the adults. And then we do a big gift exchange with the kids. And it's just a lot of fun. It's just lots of eating, you know, <laughs> some good drinks are poured. And, you know, it's a lot of fun now. You know, I love the fact that I, I don't have a fireplace in my house, but you can put that on the big screen with, like, Netflix or YouTube or whatever. You put that high def, you know, Yule Log. I wasn't a fan of the frozen Yule Log. I just like the straight oh. fireplace. <clears throat> 4k it looks great and it's got that little crackling you know just put that on the background got the christmas music going so lately that the last about four years that's been our tradition and we just created a new tradition for our christmas um we our our new one is now to go to the movies cool and go find bad chinese food And oh, please tell me. Please tell me the same. Fra, ra, 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 ra. It's smiling at me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so based off of our, you know, childhood love of the Christmas story, uh, wife and I decided to go about finding a, a Chinese restaurant uh, after the movies. And sure enough, we did. And we just had a smorgasbord of food out on the table. And the kids absolutely loved it. You know, only because we do the big dinner on Christmas Eve, you know, we don't have the, like, it's like, hey, Christmas, we want to wake up and just relax. You know, it's just, it's like a time just to reflect, enjoy the time with our family. And yeah, I understand, you know, other people want to be their families too, but if a Chinese restaurant's open, you know, I didn't, luckily I didn't burn my hands uh, on a turkey <laughs> and I have to go to Denny's. <laughs> so... Cool, I'm cool. going to enjoy it. Yeah. So that was really fun. Oh, we took the kids to see Jumanji. I hadn't seen that yet. Uh, that was a really, uh, a really I hadn't seen the second one yet. Is it good? It is good. I had a lot of fun with that one. I felt like they kind of forced in everybody together in the game at once, even though they never like showed that in the first movie. Um, but it worked. Like It was fun. It's You get sucked into a video game. Um, right. I will, slight spoiler, they leave it open for a fourth and I say fourth because it yeah. all ties into the original and everything comes out of the game wait into the real life into the real world into the reels that's just like the first cool. just like the first movie did so, yeah you're right it did I forgot about that exactly so Sorry. I'd be excited to see that um, what did you do you're in a new house this year I am in a new house, and that made a it a newly remodeled, beautiful house. Well, thank you very much, and that made it very difficult to do Christmas because, as you saw with all of Amanda's pictures, we didn't really get the remodel until about the first or second week of December, so we didn't get to really decorate for Christmas this year. Disney does it overnight; you can do it too. Come on now. Yes, but we don't have thousands of employees or of cast members. That allow us to to do that. You also so, don't have an entire theme park to do it. You have one house. Come on now, Dave. You are correct about that. But you have two did, little elves, and you and Mrs. Claus can do that in one night. Come on now. Yes, we did it very. Uh, we did very low key this year, uh, I, which I'm very proud of. 
Um, the girls, we, we have a rule with the girls. I, I am very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very cognizant of not wanting to truly spoil our girls because I am, I think the three of us gentlemen here can say that God has blessed us beyond measure. And, and you have a, a tendency for, as fathers to really want to go above and beyond huge for our families. Yeah, go, go huge, 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 huge. Um, the only thing I did, and I'm, I'm trying to say this because I know little kids listen to our show. Um, I worked hand-in-hand hand with Santa to, to get us a, a Mickey waffle maker. And it is the actual Mickey waffle maker from the resorts. The only thing I I am, the only thing Santa did not get us. And he is in, he is, he has contacted me to, uh, to say that he is going to get us. This, um, is the actual, uh, mix that Disney uses for their waffles. Uh, Mrs. Butterworth's while it looks like the waffles, it doesn't taste like the waffles. Hmm. All right. So it's you don't have jelly beans and chocolate syrup on top. Well, we're not <laughs> going to do. You need your waffle bar. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. But what I was saying, Amanda and I are very cognizant to to do three gifts for the girls. We buy three gifts: one that they can wear, one that they can read, and one that they want. And then Santa brings them a gift. So it was very hard for me this year because God has blessed blessed us more than, than he should this year with some extras. I wanted to just buy all the things. Shop Disney was calling my name. And uh, there were three or four things that Shop Disney was calling my name with, as Adam will tell you, because I was texting him back and forth multiple times during the Christmas season. Uh, but the girls had a very good Christmas and uh, to be honest with you, I am talking to you right now on my Christmas present because Amanda bought me a new Mac. And I am loving it. Oh, really? Oh, that is yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. that is fantastic. I got a new Mac and we found it for it's a, it's a refurbished Mac. I mean, it's not one of the, yeah, who cares? I don't care. Um she, saves, she was smart. She saved some money. How, right, how about exactly. thank her for that? Buying a new car. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, hold up. I know you don't like when we ramble too much, Adam, but I got I, I got a bone to pick. So you know these Christmas commercials for like the GMC, where like he walks out and says, I got you two cars. Congratulations, honey. We're now in two cars worth of debt. You've seen the meme, right? Amen. Yeah, like a middle class family just buying yeah. like two, like hey, I bought you a car, uh, but I, uh, you know, like a you know six year commitment on uh, payments. You, know, you didn't think about yeah, that so and financing. Why is that a thing? Why do car commercials think that's a thing? It's because the American dream. It, it's the American dream. Yeah, like that you could just go about and just buying a car as a gift. We have but, three married three married guys on this podcast. Would you dream of going to a, a car dealership without discussing it with your wife first? 
It's saying, I hey, have, and only because my wife has brought up the fact that she would love to be surprised with that big bow. And I think, honestly, it's the bow and not the car that she wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably, it's probably a, a better thing in married life to walk up to your wife and say, I paid off our existing cars. Yeah. So, <laughs> you guys know, last year, I, I had to turn in our family vehicle, and I gave my wife the the my truck i did not know that i thought i told you like <laughs> no i drive a kia now granted i love the kia i'm i'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by kia i'm gonna tell you, you don't have right the now. silverado anymore i do no i got rid of the traverse okay 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 okay, okay. the lease was up lame story on that one <laughs> it involves disney on why we had to do that <laughs> lived in utah we drove to disney our original traverse, we crashed on the way home from Disneyland and uh, had to go lease a vehicle at the time, even though I own that one. So um, that lease was up, had to give it up, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Uh, wife has the truck now. So That's when I gave, when, when I bought the car, she wanted, I, I should, I didn't do it and I should have. And it was like, wanted to gift her the truck, even though it was like, you know, this is the family vehicle now. She, all she wanted was the big bow. And I looked all over and I could not find one anywhere. I swear it's like those are just made for props for commercials. No one actually like makes those Carmax. Carmax does it. Every car you so, buy from Carmax. Uh, all she wanted was the big bow and was like, hey, this is your truck now. And that was it. And again, it's about the bow, not what's under the bow. It's the bow. It's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know. So anyway. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, wait a second. I have a guest in my podcast studio yeah. that's supposed to be in bed right now. Is that yeah, Harper or Ellie? No, that's the big one. Hey. Hi, big girl. Anyway, Ellie, what did you get for Christmas this year? American Girl Doll Bunk Bed. She got an American Girl Doll Bunk Bed. And, uh, Those are cool. Santa, did Santa bring the family something? What did Santa bring the family? Um, Mickey thing uh, we can make Mickey waffles with. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, why are you down here? Because I wanted to tell you good night. All right, baby. I love you. Love you. Mwah. All right. Let me finish recording. Whee! Sorry for the audio veritas, gentlemen. It's all good. All right. all right. All right. So uh, the other thing we did for Christmas, we always so you know the song "Over the River and Through the Woods to Grandmother's House We Go." We truly go over the river, the Tennessee River, and through the woods. We go through uh, Montesano to Grandmother's House. We go. We go to my my in laws' house, my my mother in laws' house, which is in Holly Pond, Alabama. Uh, so we went over the river and through the woods to, as my girls call her, Na. Her name was Donna, and she wanted to be called Nana, and all Ellie could say was Na when she was younger, so she's Na. Uh, but we went to Na's house, spent the afternoon, and uh, I got some cool things for the podcast. You ready for this, Adam? You're excited about this. I got a lapel mic for my phone. Lapel. lapel. Fancy. Or as you called it, a lavalier. A lavalier, that's right. And then this will help me with steadier videos. I got a gimbal. Fancy. That is nice. That Those will help. Are awesome. That will help for what the 
wonderful world of Unrelated at Birth we'll hear about at the end of the show. Ooh, fancy. That's what we call in the business a spoiler, a teaser. A teaser. All right. So we didn't do anything just overly huge. Um, New Year's, we actually went to the beach. I think you you heard on the live feed. I have another thing in, 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 that I am uh, in, I have in common with Hayden Christensen. I hate sand. It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. Yes, Papchek, I like Hayden Christensen. I think he is very underrated in the Star Wars universe. Papchek doesn't listen to the show. He's just a friend of ours that watches the live feeds. Have you seen the video promoting Hayden Christensen as one, like one of the greatest things that the pre- Star Wars prequels had, and that everything he set up was perfectly poised for what his character was supposed to be? I have. I think we I, talked about this actually. Yes. We have. No, and I and I and, and by seeing that point of view and everything that that the child of Anakin Skywalker dealt with, <laughs> you have to assume that what George Lucas set Hayden Christensen up for to play really was perfect. Yeah. Perfectly played. Oh, no, I don't disagree with you. I I was only just kind of like I, I've I've heard the same the same argument and i never disliked the prequels <laughs> yeah <laughs> adam's gone off on a tangent he doesn't care he's oh, reading a book so he, adam he, he's left the conversation he is adam no hates hayden christensen <laughs> hates him I, I liked jumper jumper was a good movie that was a great movie and actually no, he, hang on hang on i don't have a problem with hayden christensen the person i don't think he's a great actor George Lucas took it far too far. So yeah. what Hayden Christensen you had yeah, a problem with? for his bridges, and Hayden Christensen, the way he acted in that movie, is a product of the fact that George lost a little bit of control over what he wanted it to be. And it's not good. It's just not good. It wasn't Hayden you had a problem it's not with. Good. It's not good. Okay. So, anyway. All I got to say is hashtag release the JJ cut. I, I agree with that. I want to see how bad he continues to be to this day. I can't wait. Release the JJ. I can just see him. He shows up on screen and he says, Ray, you have to get up. We have to defeat the Emperor. It's going to be great. Oh, dear it's going to be great. Okay, fine. <laughs> Adam, what did you do? <laughs> wow. Put that to bed pretty quick. Excuse me while I talk. So we, we have a pretty, <clears throat> I would say, normal Christmas. Um, I think the only thing we do that's out of the norm is we'll go, for some reason on Christmas Eve, we started this thing where we'll go to the mall and walk around and go to Krispy Kreme for breakfast that morning. Cool. I, I, neither one of us can say how it started or why it started, <clears throat> but that's what we do on Christmas Eve. And we started something new this year where we went out to eat that night and intentionally split something and then intentionally had the kids split something. So the bill would be as low as possible. How and low was it? Dropped, uh, <clears throat> it's probably about $30, $35. And then we dropped a $100 bill and just left. That's cool. So that the server got a big tip. So Adam. That was fun. We didn't get to see his reaction because <clears throat> he was really busy. But <clears throat> excuse me. What is it they say in Hamilton? 
A legacy is planting seeds in a garden you never get to see. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I like and it. I'm not choked up. I just can't talk. But um, we did that. Uh, on Christmas your Day. eyes say different there, Adam. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> dusty in there. <laughs> How good it was. <clears throat> but we, um, we did that on Christmas Eve. And Christmas Day was pretty normal. My parents always come over here. And we hang out and eat and do the normal kind of Christmas stuff there. But Wait, what's uh, your normal Christmas stuff? Because honestly, out of all three of us, you know the normal Christmas stuff that, uh, that I grew up with and I haven't heard yet? Has anyone driven around to see Christmas lights anymore? Oh, yeah, we oh. do that on Christmas Eve. Okay, That's, thank you. A couple days before Christmas. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, we do that on Christmas Eve. And we always take hot chocolate, and yes. nobody's a fan of instant hot chocolate. So this year nope. I actually made hot chocolate. Ooh, powder and milk and semi-sweet chocolate chips. It was really good. Ooh, melted real chocolate. Oh yeah, it was good. Whipped cream. Um, yeah, for the kids. Well, actually, no marshmallows because it got it was really hot and they melted, so it kind of okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You're in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He thinks that 75 degrees is cold, Chris. No, 65, not 75. It is currently 34 degrees here. And then again, it's only, 50, it's only 54 in Orlando right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> it would be sweatshirt weather for sure outside. Anyway, all right. So so Christmas morning, just normal? Yeah. <clears throat> Aiden got a um, – the big thing they got was a metal detector, and um, Emma got a, one of those Instax cameras <clears throat> that – it's like a Polaroid. Yeah. Where the picture comes out, you know? And it's fascinating seeing all the pictures she took. Cause it's like looking at the world through her eyes, what she thinks is important. That's and cool. Picture worthy, you know? <clears throat> and, um, yeah, we took the metal detector out and we took it to a park up here and found, you know, quarters in the mulch around the swings and quarters, uh-huh. two to three inches in, in the ground. And did you find any quarters that, that, uh, that you needed in your 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 little no. numismatism. I actually have every quarter from 1965 to 2018, with the exception of one. And I'm going to take care of that this weekend because it's the coin show. Who's excited for the coin show? Not the Florida, the Florida this United. Guy. This guy. Wait, I, I want to <clears throat> see some pictures for sure. You're a coin guy, Chris. Oh. Uh... I've been a coin guy since I got my first coin, okay? Okay, wait, 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 wait. This show is supposed to work where I bring in the wrestling fans and Adam just sits back. I'm not supposed to bring in another numismatism, numismatist on this show. Real people don't like wrestling. Just like how wrestling is fake. Let me tell you. Take it away. I'll sit here. Coins are real. You can hold it in your hand. It's right there. That's right. Yeah, when I got really hooked on it, me and my, my parents have always, you know, had a Kennedy half dollar folder and a penny folder and all that. But when I really got into it, <clears throat> was the first coin show I went to probably six, seven years ago. Um, I bought a Morgan silver dollar that was graded in one of the cases. And um, the reason was the guy said, you know, when this coin was minted, <clears throat> they would fall on the ground and a guy would take a shovel and shovel them into canvas bags. And they would put that canvas bag on a stagecoach. And that stagecoach would take it all around the country wherever it needed to be. And I'm holding it in my hand. And it's just like something that had been minted and shoveled manually and put in a bag and carried by a horse-drawn buggy. 
is now in my house, you know? That's amazing. Is that snoring noise, Dave? Yeah. Oh, you no, just wait. Like, you I just grew- wait for the next wrestling. I can't so, wait. Growing up, Go ahead. Gr- growing up in Michigan, um, we had the advantage of collecting uh, – well, a lot of Canadian money was mixed in with, with our regular money. So – I would I would hold on to all the Canadian coins and everything that I collected, and we'd go across the the bridge or under the tunnel, uh, and go visit Ontario or anything like that, and I'd be able to spend it all there. That's cool. Um, but then I'd also collect. You know, I started with like wheat pennies, and I think my oldest wheat penny was like a 1909. Oh wow! Wheat penny, yeah. And I held on to that, and. I, Dave, that doesn't sound like snoring. Just FYI. And, <laughs> and the craziest thing—the craziest thing I ever collected was uh, when I worked at Kroger. I don't know if do you have Kroger over there, or is it? We did in Georgia. We, Georgia. we don't have it down here. Okay, so here it's Smiths. It's all—it's all Smiths. It's all owned by Kroger. Anyway, uh, working at Kroger, some reason one day I helped a lady bring her groceries out to her cart, or out to her cart. Yeah. And she gave me a $5 tip, but it was all in ones. Well, within those ones was a 1929 silver certificate. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. That's how you got a bunch of ones, Chris? (laughs) 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 Hey, I was like 16. All right, come on. Anyway, so... Uh, it was it was amazing. It was in in completely mint condition. I don't know how it was in the condition it was. I immediately once I saw it, I threw it in a photo album, and it's been there ever since. That was That's like awesome. almost twenty years ago. Yeah, and it, I think it's still in my parents' house That's somewhere cool. in a box, and I just left it there. So yeah. I don't know what kind of condition it's in now, um, or even my all my entire coin collection, which was just kind of left. Uh, at about, I know at one point I was collecting all of the state quarters. I know everyone did at one point. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of dropped that when I had to do laundry. So yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. I mean, they were circulated. So they weren't worth anything more than a quarter. So yeah. Yeah. I've got all the state and all the national park and then all the ones before that. And the biggest thing I think I've gotten into was I have just about one of everything. If you think about like mercury dimes and, Barber quarters and all of that. I've got one of all of those, but I got into collecting uh, Liberty nickels, mm. and I've got all but the two most valuable ones in that set. So I've started to branch off into that stuff. But the last coin show we went to, <clears throat> the the one in in the summer, branches out a little bit more and has more odd stuff that you wouldn't necessarily find. And um, they had an antiques dealer where I actually bought a. He had everything in this one box. He just couldn't move the inventory, so he had it fifty percent off. And he was selling a silver denarii from the Roman Empire from about 20 years after Jesus died. Oh. So it was like AD, 53 AD. What? And so, yeah, it's it's crazy, the stuff that they've got. But um, I got I got that. And so that's technically the oldest coin I've got. But I'm interested now in, in all of those, like, 1800s range and then looking at even, at like, colonial currency and that kind of stuff. is It's just fascinating that all that had survived this long. Hmm. You know, so... Well, wouldn't it be amazing if we found some type of like extraterrestrial coins, or maybe coins from, you know, I mean, what do what do the some credits 
Credits. Credits. Yeah. yeah. Some credits. What if we found some credits? Credits. Or what oh. if there were coins from like a wizarding world of some sort? I don't know. <laughs> I think you can get those though. <laughs> what did they use? They would just use quid and, and pounds, wouldn't they? No, Galleons. no, sir. Nuts. And Nuts? there's a whole like monetary system. K N U T S. There's a whole monetary system in Harry Potter. I thought it was newts. Well, I would you say we could use use some credits because all all Ray gets is that is a quarter credit, right? Anybody? Well, anybody? I thought those yeah. were rations. What if we what if we went and got some portions? Portions. It's a quarter portions. portions, not credits. Portions. No, he does say credit too, doesn't he? No portions. No. It's all the about the food. food. It's the portions. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Chris, we, we heard what Adam and I thought about Rise. Uh, let's real quick, before we, we get into our big announcement for the show, let's real quick get a third person's opinion. What did you, and you brought all three of your kids to see Rise, which I am very shocked. I, 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 I applaud you and Adam because okay. there's no way I would have brought my kids to see it for the first time. Okay, so here, here's how it goes. Force Awakens, I brought my son, Tyler. Just him and I, opening night. Yeah. Then <laughs> when Last Jedi had tickets drop, I only bought tickets for my son and I, thinking that nobody else would want to go. When I told my oldest daughter, she literally cried and ran to her room, sad because <clears throat> I didn't buy her ticket. Because I had built up this fandom in her. I mean, at the time... She was only five years old, so she was very sad that she wasn't going. So I immediately jumped on and bought her a ticket. Luckily, I was able to get one next to the seat of ours. So this Last Jedi, I brought Olivia and Tyler. And then when it came time for to buy tickets for The Rise of Skywalker, I've created three fans out of my kids because, I mean... This is what I love. This is what I grew up with. I grew up on a weekend. You know, I would watch on a weekend that that THS of uh, the original trilogy and watch all three of them sitting down. You know, it, it was absolutely great. Yeah. Um, which I still own a VHS set. Wow. Unopened. I found it. Unopened. Impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Most um, impressive. Yes. Most impressive. impressive. <laughs> I can pull that off this week, Dave. Impressive. You could do. You could do Darth this week. Most impressive. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was actually me breathing. I wasn't even making a sound effect there. Knowing that what happens when I bring my youngest to the movies, she always has to potty. Um, and yes, I'm a dad. I say potty. Yeah. Mm -hmm, oh, we we happens. all do. We're all dads here. <laughs> You're kindred spirits. So, with knowing I'm gonna have to bring my youngest, I'm nervous that I'm gonna have to get up in the middle of the movie. And leave because she's gonna have to go. Uh, she's five, by the way, so I, I, sh she's quite independent enough, but not quite enough where I want to leave her uh, to go to or let her go to the bathroom by herself in a movie theater. So I told my wife, "You have to come too." And um, <laughs> she's she's never seen a Star Wars film. She won't watch them. Every time she what? hears the music, she falls asleep. Yeah, no, she won't watch them. How do you hear John Williams score and fall asleep? No, I know. Just well, the music Harry... alone. I know. I know. She's seen all the Harry Potters. You know, the first three are John Williams <clears throat> at least, and you know, mm. uh, I don't know. I absolutely love John Williams. Anyway, mm. it. 
uh, so I took the whole family. Now here's the other thing too. Little catalyst on uh, having to buy tickets uh, as quickly as I possibly can. We sat front row at the movie theater. <gasps> wow. It was a little hard, but I'm going to tell you this right now. It wasn't that bad. In uh, most of our theaters around here are luxury seating. The reclined seats and all that stuff. Same with here. It, actu- it wasn't that bad. I'm not going to lie. It, the only place it, that's really bad like that is in Mayberry, St. Cloud, Florida. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> I had an exit row seat where I had nobody in front of me, and I only had to get there 30 minutes before the movie, so you can cut that. <laughs> so, it was just fine. It, it wasn't that bad. Um, it, I, and, and my youngest did have to go to the bathroom in the middle, and my wife took her, fortunately. So I did not have to miss any of the action. Now, movie itself. Yeah. Um, Keep it five minutes. Five minutes. I base it off of what my kid's reaction was because Uh I've built this fandom in them, and they only know it from this perspective, this point of view. Uh, I I haven't shown them the prequels, and they've only seen – um, the original Star Wars, and then I've they've seen Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and so they thought it was absolutely amazing. They loved it. They had so much fun. Um, they didn't have any disdain towards it as far as overall arc, as you know what the story was supposed to bring and all that. For me, I felt there was a lot of fan service, which I wanted. It paid off the fan service, but I felt like it was more just kind of, here you go. This is what you asked for. It's like they were like listening to the everything on the internet for the last couple of years. And it was like, oh, we got to we gotta pay this off. We got to pay this off. And you know, the fact that we didn't set this story up for the last four years is like, hey, we're going we're gonna to pigeonhole, you know, it's like, Knights of Ren came out of nowhere, even though that we never really seen them on screen. It's like with no story. We have so seen we, them once, but the like who they were the and why they and why they were, why why he created this whole task force for himself. Like who the heck were they and why were they trained under? Like did he train them? It Snoke just. Did. But Snoke was. But was that's Palpatine. But that's, Snoke that's was nobody. That's, Snoke was a clone. That's the like, gap that the middle chapter left out. Snoke All was, of that stuff could have been developed, and it wasn't. Snoke was a nobody. That's, and that's what made is, me mad. It's like Snoke was just this this meaningless character. And that's essentially – they did it that way, I think, because they killed him off in a fashion that was just uncharacteristic of, of that's everything That's where Disney went before. wrong. Disney should have let J.J. write all three movies. J.J. should have directed one, two, and three. Or I think they should have listened nine. to George Lucas when he submit, like he had the story arc four, seven, eight, and no. nine. Why? George Lucas gave us one, two, and three. The only good thing that came out of the prequels was He gave three. us four, five, and six. What are you talking about? He created You're right. He gave us four, five, and six, but then he got too big for his britches and, britches and gave us one, two, but a perfect three. I don't. If if they had listened to George Lucas, it would have been a cluster F. It may not be perfect to you, but it's not your story. It's his story. And the thing that that it came from his mind 
was what made it great. He had an overall idea and how it was going to end. The fact that we got seven, eight, and nine from a hodgepodge of ideas from multiple executives and directors who had no idea how it was going to end and thought, maybe this will make a bunch of money. Let's just throw it at him. George Lucas is who he is because of what he has created. He is a mastermind storyteller, and you have to give him the credit that he deserves. The fact that he was completely just ignored for everything that he was provided to them, Kathleen Kennedy just screwed up what we had. And and here's what we have now, and this is what we have to deal with. <laughs> Adam. <You> know, it, <laughs> it's, it's opinion. It, <laughs> it, it, it's unfortunate that the person who created everything was able to sell it off for $4 million dollars or four billion dollars, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I almost did a, I almost did a Doctor B- Evil impression there. Billion. Billion. Scary do. Scary do. evil. It's just the fact that I feel like he had the idea, and he even mentioned it early on. Now he may not have had that idea. Now it's always been thought that uh, the original movie was made, but once like the idea was kind of flown out there he had more and more and more of what how it was going to end and this poem was supposed to as he created this this you know three trilogy arc story that this poem was supposed to rhyme and all that and and that that makes sense all all three trilogies are poems and they're all supposed to rhyme that's how he described it yeah you know, it's an ode. Yeah, speaking. Yes, yes, yes. So everyone made a big everyone made a big stink about how like Force Awakens, you know, was essentially a copy of you know you know a New Hope, but that was kind of like the point. It was like it was it was set up that way, but then you get the Last Jedi, which was kind of like. Yeah, yeah. We're and, not going to show. Just know that he was not very happy with his his suggestions. Um, and, and and it's funny, and I haven't read the headlines because they keep popping up, and it's like all these actors are unhappy with how Star Wars happened. But it's like, I don't care about what the actors. The actors are there for what the story they're given. It should be, like, we should be unhappy with what the writers are doing and how... J.J. was not out. happy with what was shown. J.J. No. JJ wanted a three-and-a-half-hour-long movie. And by what and I've read... that's the other problem, too. It's like, how yeah. come we can get all these other big huge production movies that are like three hours long and like we'll sit through them and we've proved that and yet start this last movie was barely over two hours and it just threw everything but the but that's the problem is that they sat down with marvel and they laid out an entire path but they didn't they didn't with the phases they did with star wars they didn't sort of marvel they did yeah <clears throat> let, let me let me pose this question to you guys. I was thinking about this the other day. What if Star Wars by itself? Because you look at, <clears throat> and I'm not talking about like in the holiday special way, not like. <laughs> but you see that things like the Mandalorian can be successful. There were books, yeah. the Thrawn, original Thrawn series of books by Timothy Zahn could be successful. What if Star Wars can only be successful if it's handled a very particular way? What if it's I'm okay with that. What if it's yeah. not material that can have this many people involved in the creative process? 
what it's not like Avengers where you can have all these different movies all tied together because it's really more about the linear story <clears throat> than anything else. I think the problem is is everybody forms their own perception of Star Wars because it's meant so much to so many people. I don't know that anybody's ever going to be able to do something on the level that everyone expects it to be, but you look at how they handled the this last trilogy and it feels just kind of pieced together. And Rise of Skywalker had to be what it was to pay off the story to at least bring it to a conclusion and make up for what Last Jedi dropped. I agree with that. But then you look at Disney actually had the wherewithal to hold back merchandise and leave money on the table for a period of time just so that Baby Yoda would be a surprise. Yeah. That same kind of mentality should have been the type of thing they approached this with. A lot of care, a lot of time, you know... And not holding information back, but just the way the Mandalorian feels approached by John Favreau and who all the other folks that have been involved in that feels much more intentional. Have you seen some of the directors of those episodes? Bryce Dallas Howard, Taika Waititi, yeah. like they've brought in some big names in there yeah. to like carefully hold this show, and they. they and and I, that's where I, I'm struggling because you you see that happen, it, and in the same organization. <clears throat> being the Lucasfilm arm of Disney. In the same organization, you see, we fired this guy from Solo, and we had to bring back Ron Howard to save the day. And the next trilogy was supposed to be written by this guy. Now they've got another guy, and then he left, and they got another director. There's no stability and care. Mm -mm. It's got to be the same five people there, sitting in a room the whole time. There is. There's, right. what there's a lot of knee-jerking going on, and they fear, like, this idea isn't going to work when, in fact... Maybe if they would have just left it alone, we might have had something that was successful when yeah. it actually failed. Because when, obviously, you can almost treat these movies as like football teams. You see a lot of things happening, a lot of, especially in the NFL, when a lot of coaches on the teams do not mesh well with how the program is yep. supposed to go, you fire them. Yep. And, yep. and that's, that could be after one season. You think that those things would happen in a studio where, hey, this did not work. We're going to move on and do something different. But and yet you still have the same people at the top making the, the decisions, and it's the same decisions. Yep. And you're not getting any change. So I, I think it was great when you got the Mandalorian in there. You had a new, fresh look. And, and John Farber has been incredibly successful for Disney. He And that's why he's a legend. Uh, it was great to see him at D23 become a legend. I think people just didn't really understand why he is a legend when you look at everything he started with the MCU with Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Uh, that's it kicked off from there. And then he brought you know, what he did for the Jungle Book. That was an like for me a surprisingly successful movie. And then The Lion King and now Mandalorian. This man has just been golden for Disney. So I mean, the fact that he's it. a legend is absolutely perfect. Yeah, and we said it when we when we watched the first few episodes of The Mandalorian, is just give Jon Favreau the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, let him do the next let's, one. Let's, let's not worry about all these other people and J.J. Abrams or anybody else. Let's just let Jon Favreau, what would you do? Hey, yeah, watch you know? The Chef. The Chef is amazing. Oh on gosh, Netflix. Yes. I, I love that. His, his show yeah. and the movie. Yeah, like those is so entertaining. He is amazing. Yeah. He is so much fun to watch. So, so, yeah. so I know Adam's reaction, but we haven't talked about this on the podcast. 
The rumor is the next trilogy is Knights of the Old Republic. 400 years before uh, the Skywalker saga. So yeah. 400 years before Obi-Wan is even an apprentice, a Padawan. That means Yoda is 400 years old. So he's still, he's not even on the council yet. He's just a knight. Uh, so what do you think? Give Favreau that? Let Favreau do that whole trilogy? I don't know. The fact that, what, Benioff and, and Weiss were in charge of the next trilogy and stepped down, and now it's kind of like it's not going to happen at all. I, I, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like they need to kind of like sit down and f- reevaluate where they want to bring off. Because like we have an Obi Wan show. The show coming is coming. Up. Yep. We By the have, way, did you uh, notice on the Golden Globes, Ewan McGregor has the Obi Wan mullet back? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch the Globes. I didn't They're watch filming the it. So, so I, 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 I feel like Star Wars would hold be hold better hold off. Hold in Adam's going to say something about Obi Wan. Oh, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I'll, I'll wrap up when you go. The fact that the success that Star Wars is having currently with Disney Plus and we're getting, what, a sixth season, a seventh season of Clone... Is it Clone Wars or um, Rebels? Which, which Rebels, one's getting... but I, I have a hard time watching I mean, the cartoons. That doesn't, okay. I can't connect with those. I, I've, I'm, I'm going to try because there are... It's canon, so right. there, there are things in that that are relevant to the main story arc. Yeah. Now, what they've brought to Mandalorian, and has anyone thought that maybe they're bringing in Boba Fett? I thought that. Well, with him coming in, uh, Ming-Na's character, I can't remember her name, but they never finished that. They never right. finished her being picked up. And did you hear the spurs clinking? Yeah. It was Boba it Fett. It was on Tatooine. I mean, come on. I agree. Okay. I'm going to throw that out of the spoiler. God, I should, warning, like, that's probably Boba Fett. You know, we never that was saw episode him five? It was five. So, yeah. yeah. We never saw him come out of the, 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 the Snarlack pit or whatever. <laughs> it was the whole monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we never saw him die officially, okay? Right. But my point is is that I feel like they're, they're leading into that. And the success that they have, I mean, the viral sensation that is Baby Yoda, we absolutely love him and everything that he has to bring. And then the lore of the Yoda character, even though we don't know his actual name or his species, they have been so. They've been so successful in just eight episodes of a show. That, I feel like just leave Star Wars there. If they want it in the. Like, don't worry about the box office because I feel like in I've seen the story in like ten yep. to fifteen years that Disney isn't going to give a crap about box office anyway. They're they're just going to have everyone and everything on Disney Plus anyway. So I'm be okay success- with that. Be successful in your own uh, in what you're doing now because, as far as I can tell, uh, Mandalorian is the most streamed show uh, out there right Ever. now, above yeah. what Stranger Things was doing. And so if you're that successful and your brand is grown as much as it is in its first year, keep going. Don't force it out into something that, you know, it's going to be so decisive. Granted, Mandalorian was quite in the half part of the the second half of the season was kind of like, where are you going with it? But it's still, it's still one of the most talked about shows out there. 
Yeah. Yep. Baby Yoda, they they hit it out of the park with that one. They got so lucky. Just keep going with it. I don't feel like they need to release in theaters anything. Like make, keep making content as you are, and yeah. and we're eating it up. We're gonna be happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, <clears throat> that's where I think they're at right now. Is I think it Solo showed it a little bit, but this new trilogy showed it a lot in that you can take a story like The Mandalorian and stretch. Not a whole lot of story narrative happened between episode one and episode eight. You know, he's still running around protecting baby Yoda. We know who some of the other people are, and <clears throat> we know a little bit more about his background. But when you have to cram the entire reason that Ray exists into three separate two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour pieces. There's a lot of creative decisions you have to make and a lot of intentional decisions you have to make to fit it in a certain runtime. I don't. I think Star Wars has grown. If you look at just how many visual dictionaries there are for the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe, that are canon, not legends, but canon, Star Wars is too big for the movie theater anymore. I agree. I don't think you can go back and tell. If you do a Knights of Republic series... <clears throat> Or something like that. And I think you say, instead of a movie in the theater, we're going to sit here and release something on Disney Plus that is a limited four one-hour episodes that tells the entire story. And we're going to release them one at a time like we did with Mandalorian and do that instead of a movie. I just don't think – I think when you have to cram it into two and a half hours, it's too much. There's too much going on to try to do that. And I, I don't I don't think it's time for a movie anytime soon again. Let's I think it's time for more – and let's do some of that stuff, you know. So I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I'm going to go more into the canon than most of. I, I know you've been here, Adam, Chris. I don't know if you read the books, uh, but over the Christmas break, over that time of year, bringing it back to what we've done over the holidays, I read the uh, the Master and Apprentice, which is the Qui Gon Jinn Obi Wan series. I want that movie because yeah. that tells you why Qui Gon Jinn is who he is. Why Obi-Wan is who he is. I was very upset when at the... I'm going to spoil the book. But I was very upset when at the end of the book, it went eight years later, and it was Qui-Gon Jinn's funeral. I wanted the book. Because the book yeah. was made five, ten years after uh, Phantom Menace. I wanted the book, the last line of the book to be, Obi-Wan, we have a mission to go to. We have to go do a, a negotiation with the Trade Federation. I wanted the book to end right there. Because you know what happens after that. Right, exactly. I wanted yeah. that. I wanted it to get me right to where Phantom Menace started. Yeah. I think I think if there's <clears> – <throat> go ahead, finish up. Sorry. And I think – but if you – I mean, I texted you, Adam, five or six times in the middle of this book with ideas of where it could go, what it could do. what, And, and you know how I am. I'm a spoiler guy. I like spoilers. I, I didn't. And I didn't. Because that book had me so wrapped up. Like, I didn't go to sleep till 4 o'clock in the morning sometimes because I was sitting there listening. Chris, did you just go to an ugly Christmas sweater? (laughs) Anyway, but I was sitting there listening to the book because the Master and Apprentice had me just wrapped. If you make that a movie and put it on Disney Plus... Oh, That's the up. greatest Christmas sweater, ugly Christmas sweater I've ever seen. But anyway, I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> if you make, man, we can at least yes. say that much. But if I you think make if Master you, and Apprentice that uh, a Disney Plus movie, 
gold. If you, I think the Obi Wan thing is smart because I think it's going to bring a lot of people to where you can fill in some holes <clears throat> and actually do some pretty cool stuff with the episode one through three time frame. Right. I think it, I think it's more. something we've been asking for for a while. Like, yeah. Gosh, I think we were waiting for an Obi Wan movie. Like, we were wanting yeah. to see what happened after he gave Luke. You know, on Tatooine, and what did he, what did he do for those twenty well, years? It's only seventeen years. Now, it's only seventeen years. Seventeen. Fourteen years. Fourteen. Okay. No, because he was a he was he was barely a teenager when we meet him on Tatooine. I think. I thought he was twenty. I thought he was older than that. I thought he okay, was twenty. Anyway, but still, it's not that <laughs> long. Too old that, to begin the training. He's only fourteen. It's not that long going from you McGregor, who was young. At the, in night in two thousand four when five epi- yeah. was it five episode yeah well I mean when, it came out so yeah two thousand four Revenge of the yeah. Sith came out yeah, yeah, yeah. up until people are seventeen to twenty two years or twenty years later to Alec Guinness who is old as dirt <laughs> so what caused Obi Wan to age that much I need that go ahead Adam because I have a theory. I have an answer. Miscontinuity. Uh, agree. Or continuity. But if That's you want, if you if you want to make that continuity, he just went through losing his brother. Anakin, you are like a brother to me. Anakin, you are supposed to 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 balance the force, not join them. So he was. I chop your arms off. He, well, no, he had to. Flesh boot. Come back here. <laughs> I'm not through with you yet. Come on. By the way, that movie's on I uh, on TV right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, Holy Grail. Oh, nice. My Python, nice. the Holy Grail. But that is the. To me, that's one of the the pillars of Star Wars. Anakin, you are like a brother to me. You are supposed yeah. to balance the Force, not join the evil. Uh, I hate you. You know that is the the epitome of of betrayal. You know your brother goes against you. They lost Chris. Stop wearing the Michigan jersey. Your brother goes against you. I figure so, out this uglier or better than the other sweater. That's the other uglier. one was better. Yeah. yeah. So, so your brother goes I, against I, you. It ages you so much. He went through so much pain and suffering in those twenty years. I think that's what that show is going to be. And he didn't wear sunscreen. But however well, Obi-Wan I mean, turns out, the one thing I need on Disney+, Plus, the one thing I've got to have, whether it's a movie in the theaters, Disney+, Plus, is something about Thrawn. Because we've got Thrawn. a truckload of books about the guy, but nothing visual. He's not canon yet, is cartoons. he? He is. Is he canon? Yes, because Thrawn, Thrawn Alliances, and then Thrawn, I think, Treason, whatever the third one is. Timothy Zahn's wrote, written three more books, and he's in Star Wars Rebels. I think. Okay. Yeah. Or the Clone Wars, one of the animated series. But we don't have like a human visual. And we got to have that. That's one of the best characters. And I think he's underutilized in a lot of ways. Okay. 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 I've got, I've got to put it into all this, this Star Wars talk. I love it. But we have gone longer than Adam, Mr. No Voice, has wanted to go tonight. So, so Adam, I, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. You said you wanted 45 minutes, but we've got an hour and nine already. So. Uh, We could talk Star Wars forever, and we did on an old episode, if you want to go back in our archives 
And, and if you haven't listened to the spoiler episode, go listen to it. Uh, Pap check. I'm looking at you, sir. I've got slots to listen to. I'm so sorry. Well, you can at least you can at least download it, sir. I would be your singular Utah download. That would you're right. There's only 13 states that would haven't that really downloaded us. Boost your ego. Hey, 13 states, 13 original colonies. That's a really lucky number for me. I that. need I need a Utah download in that. But anyway. At the beginning of this episode, Adam, I told them that there was a uh, a shocker, a spoiler, a an announcement that Unrelated at Birth has for people in the Central Florida area, or anybody, or, or anybody out of the Central Florida area. What is said <laughs> shocker, spoiler, announcement thing? Well, I'll give the first little bit, and then I'm going to kick it back over to you if that's okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> we are officially now, we have a table at Central Florida Comic-Con. Table, I believe it's S6. Next weekend, so January 18th and 19th, at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland. We will be there. We have a table. Dave's all excited because... Jason uh, David Mike Frank. Montgomery. What's his name? Jason David Frank. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> From the Power Rangers and wrestling, evidently. He is a, a indie wrestler, yes. And then they have guests from The Walking Dead. Check out Central Florida Comic Con on Facebook. Check out their website. They've got all their full list of guests. They've got a list of guests from movies and TV, a list of guests from comic books and anime, things like that. So go Real check Real Geek Podcast will be there as well. Real Geek will be there. The 501st Legion will yes, be there. Will. And, uh, and so will we, so... If you're down in this area and you'd like to come check it out, we highly recommend it, and uh, we would love to see you. So we are at table S six. I just looked it up for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it down there, but uh, we're going to be down there in full force. And you know, if if something happens where I show up at at Universal, not Universal, at Hollywood Studios, and and I just happen to be in line for a certain Rise ride at Batu. I mean, I guess I have to ride it, right? Well, play it by here and see how it goes. And and if I just happen to be in Doc Ondor's, and a a lightsaber shows up in my hand, I have to buy it, right? Maybe we were talking about what kind of money do they spend. See if your credits are any good there. You know? You got the money! (laughs) So, yeah. If, you know, we wanted this episode. I'm glad this episode turned out like it did because Chris was a really good guest. You know, I I like having Chris on. Especially when he says, what about Alabama, Chris? What was that? Alabama's greatest football team of all time. Okay. Uh, just, Just say that one more time for me. Alabama is the greatest football team of all time. Okay. Okay. Just I'm glad that was cleared up. But, did you that, know, this did w- that really boost your ego there, Green Ranger? It stroked my ego. Thank you yes. very much. Do you feel much better now? <laughs> I do feel much better now. Anyway, that was a little weird. Uh, you know, what would make me feel even better if we got some of the interaction that we, we so, so gratefully crave. 
Adam, how do they interact with us? Because we crave the interaction. Crave it. And I still think that the question hangs out there of all the things, what would 2010 say to 2020 self? All of those questions still hang out there. We haven't got an answer from anybody. Sherry. So I think anybody who wants to give us one, you can call 650-UAB-SHOW. and leave. A For those that can't hear, Adam, 650-UAB-SHOW. Thanks, Dave. And then you can email us at adam at unrelatedatbirth.com, dave at unrelatedatbirth.com. Hit us up on Twitter, slide into the DMs, whatever you want to do. I just want some interaction, and we need an answer to a question from somebody. So let's get it. There you go. There you go. If you want to slide into the DMs on Twitter, we are at Unrelated Bros. Chris's reaction on Instagram, we are not. We are unrelated at birth. I am at D Adams four one nine. Sorry, ladies, you can't slide into my DMs. I'm happily married. Uh, he is at Run Tide Run. Don't slide into his the his DMs. He's happily married. Uh, but <laughs> we are both the uh, at D Adams. 419 at Runtide Run on both Twitter and Instagram. The show is Unrelated at Birth on Instagram as well. Uh, website, www.unrelatedatbirth.com. Uh, find us on Facebook. Join the Facebook fan group. Uh, we're still going to ask for it. We would really like for there to be more comments, more uh, people commenting on the show. Heck, do it on the website even. Do it on the on the Facebook do, do you know? Tell people how great we are. Share us. Bring more listeners into the fold. We would love that. Come say hey to us at the Central Florida Comic Con. I have a feeling that we're going to at least see two people at the Central Florida Comic Con. One named Virgil and one named Kathy. Well, let's see. They are in Lakeland. So. I guarantee you, they they will be there. Uh, and by the way, those are Mr. and Mrs. Russell, if, if, right. if you don't know. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that we don't publicize a lot, we do it the day of, but every Monday night, we do a live feed on Facebook. Pat Check has been on it every now and then. Uh, he, he comes in and comments. Uh, honestly, I love doing this podcast. I love doing this recording. Uh, it's fun for Adam and I to, to talk a lot. But I think I've gotten to where I enjoy doing the Facebook Lives even more because we get to truly interact with people and we get to, to react to, to questions and comments immediately. And so I think that, that makes it even more fun. But anyway, guys, we will talk to you all next week when we will be just mere days before I will be in the Orlando area again. I feel like I haven't been there in 60 days. It's been a while. Withdrawals. It is. We're, we're going to do withdrawals. And, and we'll probably do a live episode where we record live, probably from the Comic-Con floor. We, we, we hopefully, I can't promise this, we do have press passes. I don't know if that gets us uh, access to, to bringing the guests onto the show. But if I get to have Soundbite with Jason David Frank, Adam might not be super, super, super pumped. But I would getting- be excited for you. To have the Green and White Ranger and Lord Dracon and all of those guys. Getting to have that man on my podcast. Do you know how amazing that would be to me? 
We're all we're all crossing our fingers, Dave. My podcast fan, my fandom is getting. <laughs> anyway, guys, we say it every week. We do truly mean it because you take an hour and ten minutes, hour twenty minutes out of your day to listen to two or three guys geeking about stuff that happens in our lives, and and, and as much as we enjoy doing this, it it, it blows our mind that that you you take time out of your day to listen to us because that's it's just cool. I, I'm, I, that's all I can say. It's it's cool that that you actually listen to us talk. Uh, but guys, w- because of that, we do truly love you guys. We 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 hope for the best for everybody out there listening to us. Uh, so we will talk to y'all next week. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Right there, Fanny just wanted to pop in and say good night. <laughs> Reindeers are better than people. Sven, don't you think I'm right?